Over the Fox, kept clicking, I barely stopped New guests on NBC, no one that represent me So I got tired of waiting, said master debate Give me some headlines, it must be past bedtime Sleeping on me still like I ain't vitamin D For real, rep your city, play devil's advocate Ain't ready, gon' have to smack a bit Tell me something good, a recipe for success Give me some timeline, chop session and flight deck Hey, P, what's next? We gonna restart it I know, chill out, chill out We gonna restart it right here We got 10 seconds, feel free to go Nine, Mur- eight, oh. seven, six. Go ahead. Mur- Two, one. This is season one, episode thirty-one of. Give me some headlines there. We had some technical difficulties. Rain down the first time, but you know I ain't not stopping this show. This your boy COD. Decatur Boy Music, a.k.a. 315-4, if you know, you know, C-O-D-M-D, the doctor, yeah, I'm talking about insurance and everything, yeah, you talking about, act like you've been there before, but I ain't, so I'm gonna show my ass from the cheek to the hole, P, what it do, folk? <laughs> from the cheek, it's your boy. P. Henry Trotter the fourth, aka Home Run Try, aka Casino P, aka Mock Tube, aka Quinn with the pen and with the lens, aka Spite Lee Joint. But that ain't this show. Tell me what's your point. We in this thing, man. On the other side of 30, on the better side of it. I feel like it's going to be a great episode, dog. Dork. Yeah, hey, yeah, you got that little screen to your side. You seen that little thing I just did? Mm-hmm. We gonna start using that feature. You with it? Yeah. Hey, my nigga, know what it is? Hey, man, this shit doing, man. We already, you already know what it is. We gonna get it popping, man. Then we, this week's flight day is undecided. I went back and forth so much about what to do with this flight deck because we're doing the episode a little bit different, man. We've been surprising each other with the shows and uh, there hasn't been a rundown in the meeting. So you had to come in blind. And I was like, damn, I get to hit this nigga with a whole show of if you know, you know. So, damn, what I'm going to do with the flight deck? This should usually be wild. So what I'm going to do with this flight deck, it toss it to my dog and have the first ever inaugural spike p joint flight deck get on cuz impromptu improv what we talk about that's pop the show off cuz man so people doing shit that you don't expect them to do man and they're throwing off your damn schedule dog (laughs) so i had some things i had a lot like a lot going on this week man. a lot of things going on this week and i try to be in so many different places at one time and that shit is just very difficult when you are a being that has to be present and uh 
some things transpired over the weekend, man, or like over the entire week where it was like, damn, that shit threw off my whole schedule. Uh, the first example is this week we had a little Friendsgiving at the house, man, and had a little- Y'all hosting Friendsgiving now? We hosted a Friendsgiving. Wow. We hosted- yeah. I remember my first Friendsgiving, first of many. Ain't that dope? Ooh, keep going. Yeah. We hosted that joint, but we like it was with a smaller group of people than like that one that you went to. And like it was a joint one between this our like me and Shoddy friends. And so like some of the people that were there were still was still there. But man, that shit was a lot of fucking work, bro. Like that shit was so much work. And but like the what we got out of it was anyway, like it like the my entire week. Every, can every I day, can I confess something, bro? I that? just afford it, and I was like, "Oh, that shit don't cut back to me." Kind of might pick that shit up. <laughs> then I was like, "I gotta share that." That was too crazy of a like honesty yes. moment. <laughs> I'm talking about that shit was super sonic, like it was audible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll see. We'll find out Wednesday at seven thirty. <laughs> well please continue thank you for letting me share that dumb ass shit no doubt man but yeah like work was crazy because people was out of the uh out of the office so like i was getting bombarded with shit like i had my whole little shit scheduled out all the calls and stuff i was gonna make um soliciting these uh clients man and that shit did not go the way i planned uh <laughs> and, then I, and then i had something i thought i I explicitly told somebody to cancel and I asked them to cancel it on the 30th of September. Yeah. When the billing day is on the 3rd of October or the on the 3rd of every month. And then we got to October 29th and they charged me for early October's payment. And then they charged me the 3rd of November. For November's payment. I'm like, man, what's and so we locked up some bread for me that I they hit you with the old they hit you with the old sleeper cancellation so that you they got you for two more two more drawings. You thought it was canceled because yeah. they didn't charge you in October, but then they charged you exactly. in November for both. Twice. They charged me twice in four days. And uh that threw me that that threw me for a loop, man. I d I didn't really uh I didn't like that, man. And then we got to this week and every day was something different, man. Having to go like shop for food, um, having to go, uh, having to clean the house up, man, having to plan like all these different intricate things that putting together in the vintage of a house wouldn't tell. And then having to deal with work and like people just throwing things at me at work because they either not in the office or they got shit to deal with, man. It was a lot of, a lot of like off the cuff um making adjustments on the fly type shit man but i was complaining about it bro but like looking back at all that shit like everything that happened was great like i've really gotten into this habit of putting my damn headphones on going to like the grocery store or the library or something bro and just soundtracking like my whole like I be, I be just like this everywhere i go now if i'm not with the lady bro i got my headphones on and I be looking at everybody, man, giving them great energy and shit. But that was my saving grace. But yeah, man. Um, 
church got interrupted for me yesterday, man. Um, I didn't know I was supposed to be working. Can I share a thought me? real quick? Yeah. I'm not asking you to change course at all, but I find it hilarious that the first flight deck for the Spike P joint is, you know, it really grinds my gears. And <laughs> I feel like a lot of this shit would have floated away if. Uh... Please continue. But yeah, man, that was it. <laughs> Point made. I was, in, <laughs> I was in church, man. Church <laughs> I got a list. <laughs> <laughs> I was in church and it got interrupted. And I really had my entire day planned, bro. I was gonna go me and the lady went was gonna go have coffee after <laughs> church. We was gonna go to her uh, she got an office space. We was gonna go over there, we was gonna I was going to do the thing that I plan to do, and then she was going to work. And we was going to spend this nice little <laughs> afternoon together, man, from about noonish till about six when it get dark. Like, we, that's what that was our plan was for me to carry out that. Man, I got a call. We got out of the meditation in church. So, about the 11 35 ish mark, I get a call, phone blowing up, like, hey, you're not online. I'm like, man, what is going on here? I had to rush across the city, back to the house, ha- having been in church for 15 minutes, long enough to give him my money. Didn't even get to finish the sermon. I had to rush back across the city, man, and hop on, hop on the computer for six hours. Oh, wow. You had to work that weekend, and they didn't tell you? And they did not tell me. Who the fuck, like, they booked you the Sunday before your That's Monday. What I had going on today? That's crazy. That's why I said before your Monday. Your Sunday. I chose my words carefully. That's yeah. insanity, G. That's wildly inconsiderate. So I was, and I was like, "How, bro? Like, how could this happen? Why am I here right now? Like, had I known this, like, I'd have done some things <laughs> differently." But ask not been at church when your shift was supposed to start. Did you talk to anybody about that? Nope. No. You talking to me about it. This the form for it. Get it off your chest. Right. And you've been very professional about how you're speaking on it. That's a difficult Um, thing. But at the same time, you're you're eight minutes into you know what really grinds my gears. Just to update you. We're going to take this thing in a different direction. It's <laughs> the flight deck. I'm trying to keep us grounded. Let me lift this up. Many of flight deck has up. been me doing this with you listening. Please don't stop. I'll just let you know you got about <laughs> seven more minutes. I just wanted to give you That's your not my clock. Personality. That's not my personality. <laughs> my gears was grounded, though. I'm going to bring you down and take you back up, though. I'm going to bring you down and take you back up. It ain't your personality to use those around you for that old Newtonian principle. One of them three principles. One of them niggas came up with these principles. But uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You uh, Newtonian laws, I don't know. Uh, 
a lot of the time you refuse to let the way you relieve stress be to share with those around you. So yeah, that ain't your personality because you see it as just bitching and complaining and da-da-da-da-da. But in this form and others, man, where we just having a cow, you know what I'm saying? Whether the conversation on wax or not. Please understand that uh, I believe myself to be a being of great capacity. And I understand that uh, my energy can fill a room. And when I'm not conscious of that, I could bring down the energy of a room. But I'd be damned if I don't use that conscious element of myself to relieve some of that burden of stress when shit been grinding your gears. You feel what I'm saying? I got a really important question for you. Follow up question. Related but not related. Your set of laws. I like that word Newtonian laws. Would your set of laws be Davidian laws? Would they be Sadidian laws for COD? Would they be something different? What would your laws be called? My nigga told me I would bougie. What kind of bougie? How he said it. And uh my brother called me bougie and fuck because I had a faulty and I pulled that hole in the glass. But I drank that whole bitch in the span of a football game. So how you want it? You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm still COD. Fuck you talking about. And when you said Sadidian, I thought you was going to go Sam David. Sadidian. Sada, Sadidian. And I was like, I see where you're going there. But uh, if I was going to go with a Sud, it'd be Samuelian. Because I like the way that sounds. Because it's almost Ooh, like Orwellian, but because it's me, it'd be more optimistic. You feel it? It'd be how to conquer that crazy future that's coming as opposed to this Orwellian dystopian future. You use these Samuelian laws passed down from my grandfather, who I got the name from, but I don't go by, but I do in a professional context. Because when I'm getting these dollar dollar bills, feel free to call me by that government. Hey, you talking about? Yeah. And that's a, that's a quick distinction on how to speak with a person and the level of familiarity to show whether or not they call me Sam or Dave, I know immediately. And that's why I draw that distinction. In my professional life, everybody call me Sam. Feel free to call me David in the office, and I don't care who it throw for a loop. Never explain it. Well, that's your business, but I'm never explaining it. And they were like, who that is? (laughs) is what it is you feel me yeah but yeah yeah it'll probably be either samuelian or uh well really i know exactly what it would be but we ain't copyrighted it yet coming in 2022 (laughs) if you knew then you knew see that should be working for the future too I saw a Highland cow today at Carmen Albers. They got a big ass uh, photograph of one like in this um, common working space. It is fire. I want it. I want that shit. It might fuck around be my first tech, but a Highland cow with the uh hole in the COD logo in the motherfucking horns. Tell me that bitch wouldn't be fire. The heart with the sword through it, bro. That bitch on flame. Here you talking about, cuz nigga, like first tattoo. Yeah, nigga. Here you talking about. 
Had to get the sit pad before I got that ink right every time that. But uh yeah, yeah, I fucks with Highland Cows. I be seeing them everywhere now that I know what I'm looking for. Them bitches fire, cuz. Yeah. Yeah, they big fire. I'm fucking with that bouncing back and forth. How you feel about it? I like it. I like it. Yeah, we can switch it up and then again, go back and forth, get the people what they what they want, get what they need. Hey, you sound that. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Crack baby, born in the 80s. On that guy? Bro, I had some shit I ain't get to really mention when we was talking about that one, because I was like uh, raised in the wake. And that line fire, because, you know, wake come before the funeral, like raised in the precipice of the Great Fall, which was the mass incarceration of the 90s. You feel what I'm saying? So I was raised yeah. in the wake right before the funeral of the, of the crack epidemic. You feel me? And uh, because that shit was coming across the water, anybody who do any nautical living, you feel what I'm saying? Raised in the wake, it's the ripple effect of the motherfucking shit cutting through the water. You feel what I'm saying? So I really love yeah. that line, and I ain't get the love on that line, so I'm glad you just spit that so I can say that. How you feel about that? I feel like that's fire. Raised yeah, in the weight. Cold. I was raised in the motherfucking... Here you talking about shit was... <laughs> it was rocky at the cribble. We used to have a... Uh... An amusement park called Waterworld. I think it still exists down at the crib. And I used to remember being up in the pool and like, it's this pool, like everybody's sitting there. If you think about that shit, it is gross because you in there with people who don't cleanse themselves <laughs> well. <laughs> Man, this shit is dirty bath water. It's <laughs> like, <is> gross. <laughs> it's gross. You sitting in there, like every time that water hits you in the back, it's just filth. And then I'm gonna be dipping their head and shit down in there. I hope it's a lot of chlorine in that shit. Hey, cuz let's turn up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it pushing. <laughs> Speaking of dirty bath water, wild <laughs> things that niggas say to bad bitches like, you so bad, I drink your bath water. Something I would never say to a bit. I keep saying gutter on this week's installment of the Lear video for vacation countdown to V-Day. If you already got your thing thing for cuffing season, this ain't the track for you. But if you still slaying a few while they getting they lad a little bit of freakum dress on before they put on the, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 Mariah Carey music, we'll call it, before the Christmas season and uh. You waiting for a bad bit to be floating up under the mistletoe. You know what I'm talking about with a nice little bit of fluff. And, uh, you know, 315-4, if you know, you know. But, yeah, we're going to drop right into that thing. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Pew. This your nigga COD, the Cato Boy Music. If we talking by dick, this VIP, <laughs> I need a CID. 21 and over, no young women, please. <laughs> Only top notch freaks, but hold up. I died in the frozen waves where the past comes back to life. You! Yeah. Five fear for the 
Revolution, man. Hold still right before we crash, cause we both know how it sends. A clock ticks till it breaks your glass, and I drown in you again. Decatoboymusic.com. In traffic, calamari, master splinter, California rolling lemons. They gave me lemons, I made lemonade. Then I dropped it in my Bombay. Fucking with that bar haze, I went through a blind phase. Now with my hair, like, you know, I was fucking one every day. Then pick her or dick her down, then I lick her up. Bitches and rolling swishers and niggas and getting liquor. Don't make music for like mine. Fuck sevens, but why die? When breaking these bitches hearts, need a special on lifetime. Atlanta, Decatur, real fucking player. Extended clip on the two with the modified laser. Nigga run up in my castle, let the dragon blaze his ass. He be lucky if I leave it fucking face intact. I don't give a fuck, give up a freaking fuck. Rapping like my weed, always trying to get a stronger buzz. Got my bud light, roll my bud tight. Shouty say she trying to give me that pussy. Well, pick a time tonight, ride around with at least a clip and extra mag on me. That's for you silly motherfuckers keeping tags on me. Stars and bars, bitch. Presidential Kush that campaign. Baby girl, we ain't worried about a damn thing. They ask me what I do on D Day. If the world ended tomorrow, is liquor and we haze. My girl in the little lace Started off with a taste Then dive in it raw Fuck it, why be safe? And I'm living life Like this is my last chance Like two birds in the bush And another one in my hands Me and my nigga stars Just a matter of time Before they find us Until that day Ain't nobody gonna outshine us Grinding like the friction Make a difference Spitting it dope shit For anyone who will listen Twisting up that weed Cause I got that need And I got that plug No sticks no seeds, five deep in the HOV, Jeff all hoes and COD, we blowing tree, women living with big bad wolf syndrome, all they do is blow me down then go home, blow me down and smoke strong, blow me down and cyclone, and that's riding it dick so wide and shout it have to hold on now, hold on. You, you're in love with somebody else. When you should be in love with yourself Today I'll do a couple good deeds A walk and breathe and bless and that's me my consciousness I am not this vessel We connect me with my higher self Liquor with the devil It's like We just gonna come right back in on like on that bit like that Quick pop, man What you got to say about that thing, P? I feel like that being Liddy talk to me the biggest thing man and i love don't get me wrong i love 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 the lyrics and that actual song but what you put together visually it just was a compliment it was a complimentary not backdrop but it was the score to like the video 
Like when Buddy jumped out that fucking plane to go get his parachute and he jumped out that bitch with nothing on him, that shit told a story. Like, because every time it cut away from Buddy, I was thinking about Buddy since I met him in that damn day. <laughs> and like, I've never seen, because you've seen people like jump out of planes and stuff like that, but like to have it like cut the way it was, it was like super high intensity that, that the song matched very well and, and, and complimented. And, uh, but like, even like from the like even from the interview, like what do you cause I was thinking, like, man, if I ever jumped out of a plane, like if I had the balls, because like, I'm terrified of heights, but if I had the balls to jump out of a fucking plane, like it gave me a big cause I got to look at it on a, a screen I was pretty close to. I looked at it on actually wasn't the work screen. But uh I want to watch it like in the living room, man. Like I'm 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 Interested now that I know that they on YouTube. That bit's okay. You don't like the big, yeah. I can watch that bitch on the big screen, man. And it was really cool how you put it, like on the uh, how it came in and the the vid was on the uh, like the it was superimposed into like a court board or something like that. Yeah, it was like a yeah. postcard. Yeah, 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 the Zan- yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the way it come in and like the drops and shit and. With like the with the Z accoutrement and like the intensity of the like when they come back in that do, 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 that build up, um, yeah. So like, I feel like that was a great even curation of beat, and then to go and find because I want to ask you a few questions about it, but like to go and find that video to pair with that song. Like it matches the mood so well. And then it's very like, I feel like house, not house. I don't even know what type of music that is, but hip hop, rap, and that type of G house, gangster house yeah. music, gangster rap over yeah, house. That, that would like it is. My Vegas that, pop that made me to it. That blend of music was just great, man. Especially like we need to do more of these like these visuals crazy <laughs> keep getting crazy so I'm, I'm i'm like we well this is week seven or eight this this is seven this seven so we got 12 more of these guys so that's yeah that's insane man but like what made you go with the uh like was it the mood was it the mood that moved you like the mood of the song that moved you to do um skydiving well, you know, everything taking a progression. You feel what I'm saying? We start at great heights. Denver is known as the Mile High City. And we started off with Medicine Bow drone footage because we spent a summer at like 8,000 feet, like two, two miles and some change up. You feel what I'm saying? We done felt what that oxygen feel like. And some of what that shortness of breath feel like the amplification, every drop of liquor is amplified by three. You're the opposite of Superman. You feel what I'm saying? It's some of what love do to you. And uh, we follow that progression t- into something that feel like prom and they they, they the romance and of cameras and wanting to capture those moments and make them forever. 
because of how fleeting it is and the love we've lost is why we hold on to the love we have and we keep going for you know what i'm saying and i talk crazy in the booth you know what i mean on that distraction because you know love can be that when you're trying to build and then we keep going forward and then we start turning up you know what i'm saying we jump on some hip-hop beats after getting with them r&b thing but we ain't gonna let you get away we right back on your head you feel me and we take it straight in the knees i need a song that i can roll to because after that split after that jumping in the vacation you be turning up you on that script club music hey you talking about like you go from cameras in the swing in the drip dick too hard hey you talking about we ain't gonna call it drip too, dick too hard hey you talking about and we go from jigging in that nascar with all of them fucking crashes all of them collisions to what it feel like to still be ready to love again that's why this shit is skydiving if you listen to the elements of Zed from the Clarity remix that were left in the uh, song from uh, um, the acapellas that were blended into the remix that I did, she said, uh, I dive in the frozen ways and the past comes back to life. Damn, I'm fucking the lyrics up. Hold up, take the mic for a second. Let me grab them lyrics because I want to hit you with them because she fucked that shit up. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I respond to her when I mean. start rapping i was oh, freestyling I but i respond to her that's what's up and i yeah like the the lyrics to that song are dope and i haven't really paid attention you can tell that she's saying some shit but i honestly okay um, i got you high dive in the frozen waves where the past comes back to life fight fear for the selfish pain it was worth it every time hold still right before we crash Cause we both know how this ends. A clock ticks till it breaks your glass and I drown in you again. Cause you are the piece of me. I wish I didn't need chasing relentlessly still fight. And I don't know why if I love his tragedy, why are you my remedy? If I love insanity, why are you my clarity? And then I drop in. Can I be fucking your head up? It's the Ben and Hannah lunches. Blue fin dinners. I be rolling up in traffic. Calamari, Master Splendor, California rolling lemons. They gave me lemons. I made lemonade. Every time something fucked up, I find a way to make it better. These are the reasons you got addicted to me. You feel what I'm saying? They gave me lemons. I made lemonade. Then I dropped it in my bomb bay. I ain't even talked to you when shit was fucked up. I drank that pain away, ate that shit, and came back strong for the team. You got addicted to this shit because you ain't understand what it took to, to, to build this shit. You feel what I'm saying? I go through a journey when I talk through that shit, bro. I be, I be talking my shit in this shit. And I jump back and forth from the relationship into the vacation when I'm rapping back and forth. Like right after I'm talking to Shawty, I talk about what the break was like. You feel what I'm saying? I went through a blonde phase, not with my hair. Because, you know, when you have a breakup, doing something crazy with your hair is a sign of like you all kilter. You feel what I'm saying? Women be cutting their hair, all kind of shit like that. So I drop in. I'm like, I went through a blonde phase after the breakup. I was all off. <laughs> not the way you think, though. You feel me? How you feel about it?
That nigga froze, y'all. He cut away. I was like, this nigga here stole Wall Jackson in your dork. Yeah, you talking about it. I was like, that nigga got real feelings about it. <laughs> but yeah, man. To speak more as to why skydiving was the thematic element chose, it was really a combination of several different things. One of the elements was a video from a lot of different places that are the best places in India to skydive, which is a place that was, I ain't gonna call it on my bucket list. It's just on one of my places to go. And if I ever go skydiving, that'll probably be the first place that I try skydiving is over in India. And then it was James Corden (laughs) going skydiving with Tom Cruise because it's like having someone who you never think you'd share a moment like that with pull you into a crazy moment can have you in life experiences you never thought you would you get to enjoy or experience man and I've had a few crazy moments like that with people whose names I never speak back because that openness they they kind of shared with taking that leap of faith and I don't know man (laughs) I I live a lot of moments where cameras aren't allowed (laughs) and uh a lot of leap of faith is involved with getting to the place and to the junctures where you find those moments. Similar to uh, where we'll be going in the next part of this journey as we go from skydiving. If you look at the areas that they were skydiving into, these are the areas we'll be traversing as we go into next week's lyric video. And I won't, I won't exactly let y'all know exactly what that'll be. You feel what I'm saying? I let y'all get hip to that once we get a little bit closer to it. I'm finna call it fool just to see where the hell he at. Cause this nigga struggling, I think. <laughs> Ain't even got the <laughs> Ain't even got the request to get back into the zone. What's up, man? You trying to get back in that thing? You got a lot of tabs open. You got your, you got your internet open. The nigga said his, his computer going so slow right now, y'all. I'm gonna let the world see what you're up to. Check it out, y'all. Look at the technical difficulties. Talk to the people. Let them know what's going on. And everything blanked. I got, uh, I just kept nodding my head. So, like, hopefully, hopefully he's still talking. And, you know, I'm I'm agreeing with the actual point. I I just, just keep nodding until it works itself out. Just keep nodding. Did you try closing Zoom and opening it back up? I, I have, I tried, yes. And what happened? I still I'm getting a pinwheel. <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah. If we say he getting a pinwheel, y'all. I'm sitting here I'm looking getting- at my mixer, like, can I mod this nigga up to where the phone is going into the to the mixer? I really could, but I ain't gonna do all that. I'ma just put you on front street just like this, man. Yeah, man. Until you get your silly ass back in the meeting, this just how we gonna do the show. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hold on. Let me get my time signature for where we moving forward at. This nigga is technically a challenge. It ain't even that. I can't even. I ain't even got an arrow. Can I do you a favor? 
You know you can zoom from your phone. Zoom me from your phone. And then when the computer pop up, get back in the computer. Let's just bounce a while you figure that out. Because you be you be fooling wife. Yeah. So I can still hear you. Feel free to talk to the people. So my nigga P, a.k.a. Technical Difficulty P. Def- technical Difficult P? Damn, I'm going to work on that. We're going to get that insult together. This nigga here, thank you, Nelly. Let me in now. Let me in now. Bill Gates, daughter truck. Let me in now. Candy beans, Kenwood and tens. Now win now. You got to, yeah, cut that video on. Look at that nigga. Turn your phone sideways, man. This nigga using the front camera. Start talking. Let me see what it looked like when it flipped to you. Let me hang up your phone so it get all the power. Talk to me. I, I can't hear you in Zoom. Hold on just a sec. It cut to a picture of this nigga smiling like a fool, cut like a Cheshire cat. This nigga smiling with the cheese doodle. This nigga old poopity-doopity head. Nah, just talk to me on some FaceTime shit, bro. And just stay in front of your lights. You good, bro. You could be vertical. Go ahead. Be you, cuz. There we go. <laughs> nah, I wanted that fixed. He said, this nigga technical challenge. I am, man. That's, my, that's not my department. I am not tech. He not, y'all. He is not tech. Y'all see this nigga? Now get your computer in order while we do the show, man. Uh, uh, we gonna try this again. Can I do you a favor? I asked this nigga last time. He finally knew what to say, and he just started laughing. This nigga special, y'all. I swear <laughs> to God, man. He said, "Oh, I know what. I know what come after that." And then just look at <laughs> headlines. This motherfucker. <laughs> we gonna do this. Give me some headlines a little bit different, cuz. Okay. All right, I'm going to just give you three facts and we're going to treat them like headlines. Because I'm sick of people not saying nothing about them. You ready? Okay. Kyle Kuzma was traded to the Washington Wizards. It is the only major change in acquisition other than getting rid of Russell Westbrook. The Washington Wizards currently sit first in the East at nine and three with an eight. 75% winning percentage. That boy Lonzo Ball signed with Chicago and so did Caruso. They currently sit number three in the East. Philly without Ben Simmons is number six in the Eastern Conference where the Wizards who were out of the playoffs last year are number one. Without Ben Simmons, they have navigated their way to a 57% winning percentage. We're just talking Eastern Conference basketball, man. So what you want to talk about? Let's talk about uh you've been on this uh you've been on this train for a long time. 
Let's talk about our boy Kyle Kuzma. Hey, man, I'm glad you did that, man, because there's something later in the show that was almost about Kyle Kuzma. But uh, shout out to Kyle, man. If you a Laker, you a Laker for life in my fandom ship. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Raja Bell, after being an enemy on the Suns, played for the Lakers for like a hot minute and no more beef with Raja. He good in my book now. It used to be fuck Raja because he used to be smacking Kobe all up in the face and shit. Like, <laughs> it was fuck that nigga. But Kyle Kuzma, man, I feel like the Lakers broke up an amazing core to give LeBron what he wanted right now. And for us to only have gotten one championship, it, it made me feel like it wasn't worth it. He should have been patient because if AD play his contract out, he can come sign the next year when we won the fucking championship with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we gave up Josh Hart. Drew Randall, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram for AD. And we could have had all of them and AD. And that's a great team without LeBron. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Zoe, Hart, Drew Randall at LeBron spot, AD at the four, all this slew of niggas they playing at the five. Tell me that ain't a playoff team, nigga. Contender. Yeah. Drew out there stunning on the Knicks. I'm telling you, bro. Drew out there stunning on the Knicks. New Orleans was rolling before they switched up to a coach they shouldn't have switched to, but that's all I'm going to say. But speaking on my dog, Kyle Kuzma, bro, when he got traded, he ain't tripped. He ain't show no... He did the same thing that Lonzo Ball did, bro. He gritted his teeth and he put work in in the gym. And Bradley Beal, after all last season, his body language was crazy. Like, this man is so happy hooping. He's smiling at defenders after they block his shot. That's the difference a Kyle Kuzma as a teammate has on you. Beyond the success of the team, look at how much better he feel playing with Kyle Kuzma. A guy they tried to make the butt of the joke, the laughing stock, blame for any problem the Lakers had. Shouts out to my dog, Kyle Kuzma. I fucks with you, bro. How you feel about the Wizards, man? Um, I haven't had a chance to watch them, for real, but I have heard about them and uh, heard how well they doing. And I recently saw a tweet about um, this news outlet that showed Kyle Kuzma. Like, they must have been fed up with Kyle Kuzma. I think he had just beat their team that night. And so they was like, Kyle Kuzma only won a championship. Kyle Kuzma, colon, only won a championship because of LeBron James. <laughs> it was like a local news station where they can say anything they want to. And it was just it was peak petty. It was so petty, man. But uh, yeah. I'm happy for him, man. Like, I, And that's the thing, man. Like, We, we talk about, like, I, I really think we may, we may have to among all the other book assignments that we have, we may have to write a book called White Stewardship, Black Talent. Because people do, and these cats, they outsmart themselves. Obviously, it's great. But but then you're looking at, do they really care about creating a great team? But do they just, like, it's a money thing. Like, this is it's the entertainment business. Who brings more money than LeBron James and 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 the, uh, the heir apparent, none of those other guys would be AD. Like, it's as hard as they can try. None of those guys would be AD besides Zion. But Zion was in 
mean, Zoe, he's a teammate of one of those guys. Zoe could have been not, L.A. LeBron no, James. No, man. No, he's not. Homegrown kid who won a championship for a team. You shitting me. LaMelo, maybe LaMelo. But, but guess up. what? LaMelo got a better business mind than a lot of people. And he's done. I, I pray he do the math and understand that if he don't sign the rookie extension and go somewhere else and sign a four year, then when he signed another four year, he'll be in line for the super max at 30 instead of signing the five that put him at 32. But if he on the Lakers, bro, Melo leave and come to the Lakers. And then they have enough power to force the Lakers to go get Jello. I want to see all of them play together, bro. And that's on everything, bro. And I don't want to wait. I feel like Zoe gonna play out of contract in Chicago. I think he is. I definitely think he is. They don't have that type of star power that wanna be there. So I don't think they're gonna be talking about trying to trade this nigga all year, every year. So he's gonna feel like they actually want him. So I think he's gonna be there. Yeah. I, yeah. I think him and Caruso finna build a nice little tandem out there. Like, bro. You back on Lonzo. it through the computer? Yeah. That transition was seamless. How you do that, doggy? Yeah. Technology P, baby. T- tell about it. Technology P, nigga. He said, tell I'm Elon, black. Tell Elon, come hire me. I'm black. He said, he said, I'm back. I'm black. Tell Elon, holler at your boy. Nigga went and got some champagne. He said, cause I'm back. But I seen him talking into the mic. I said, this nigga fully wiping. And then I noticed the perspective. Man, now that you back, bro, we ain't going to stick on Kylie Kuzma. We're going to keep it going, bro. You ready? Yeah. We had give me some headlines, like to do something a little special every once in a while. And it's very apropos that my dog make a noise. Got them roses in the scene because this is a little segment we like to call Give Me Some Second Line where we give people their roses while they still here, man. And I'm about to show love to somebody who, who just never gets it. Paul okay. Clifton Anthony George. PG-13. You That's heard all name? Paul Clifton Anthony George, my nigga. Really? Yes, sir. Seven-time NBA All-Star. This only his 10th year. All-NBA first team, 2019. Five-time All-NBA third team, 2013, 2014. And this is what's really important. 16, 18, 21. Two-time All-NBA defensive first team, 14 and 19. Defensive second team, 13 and 16. Steals leader 2019 at small forward. 2014. Playing for the USA national team. Preparing for the Olympics. Not even in an Olympic year, yo. Y'all heard the fucking yeah, I said 2014. <laughs> yo, snapped his leg in fucking half. I was there. I don't think anybody ever literally in the building. Derrick Rose had ACL tears and was never the fucking same. 
Brandon Roy had swelling of the knee and it cut his career short. Greg Oden had growth issues and bone spurs out of the league. Yao Ming career cut short from a couple of knee injuries. Paul George snapped his leg in half and has spent the past five years in the top five for MVP vote. I'm sick of the fuckery. Paul George need his motherfucking flowers. The only years Paul George was an all NBA something were the two years he spent in OKC with Russ trying to figure out how to be a number two. It is the only time in his career he wasn't shining like a motherfucking star. Paul George with David West and Roy Hibbert as his two best players took the Miami Heat to seven games. That team that bopped the super the super team Celtics with three Hall of Famers got them out of there in five. Paul George took them to seven by his goddamn self. Post-injury. Post-injury. He was that nigga before the injury and came... Paul George was in the dunk contest before that fucking injury. Do you understand how hard it is for him to learn how to be a new player post-injury when Kawhi ain't the same defender post-thigh contusion? He snapped his leg in half. And this man back on the all-defensive team the year after he come back. 2015, he rehabbing. 2016, he second team. 2019, he first team. Because after 2016, it was them two fucking years he played with Russ where nobody was going to give him credit on a bad fucking team for playing ball. And if you remember correctly, he fucked his shoulders up after being number two in the MVP race the second year with Russ. After trying to figure out how to be number two, Russ told him, just come out and ball. You know what I'm talking about? All that little bullshit. He was averaging damn near 30 a game and guarding the best player every fucking night and fucked his shoulders up. So to come to the Clippers in 2019 and be on the all-defensive team is for him to say, I'm not confident in my shooting, but watch me lock these niggas up. After snapping his leg in half, I said that as many times as I could because I need y'all niggas to understand. Lesser men would have retired five years ago. That shit was four years into his career. And 10 years into his career, he a seven-time all-star with five different all-NBA selections, all-NBA teams, and he averaging 27 points a game without the team best without the team best player right now and got the motherfucking Clippers. Don't let me lie to you. He got the Clippers right now in the Western Conference, the harder fucking conference. He got the Clippers at six and the LA Lakers at full strength at seven. So on that note, on this, give me some second line for Mr. Paul Clifton Anthony. Put some motherfucking respect on my name, George. Speak on the doggy, cuz. And because this is a surprise show, you had no idea I was going here. You know, I'm not a Paul George fan, bro, but we speak facts yeah. here. Give me some headlines. I don't root yes, for this yes. nigga to succeed. I've been rooting against this nigga since he touched the basketball. And because of that, I have seen what he capable of. Speak on. It. I never looked at the at it objectively. And that's the thing we get sucked into when the Internet get to beating up on somebody. 
about some shit that has nothing to do with the thing you know them for. Like I had no, and I've always known Paul George is a great player. He's always been in that conversation, but people want to make all this shit about like playoff victories and championships when like, it's very tough. He ain't never been on the fucking super team. Right. Oh, playoff P not valid because he didn't beat the super heat fucking not four, not five, not six, not seven championship Miami Heat by himself with Roy Hibbert and David fucking West, who had to go be a bench player on the Warriors to get a championship. Fuck out of here. That was his starting power forward garden fucking LeBron in the paint. Get out of here, man. And this was when Brian bulked up to 275 because JJ Barea bullied him. Yeah, man. Uh I'm not I'm still not a Paul George fan, but the facts are the facts. He's definitely he's definitely been in that upper echelon pantheon of players in this generation. Like a being a to be a decade in. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I can I get that man one more laudable? Cause I wrote it down and I ain't get to it. Oh yeah. Right now, that man, won, it made me mad because he just outside of the top 150. He 151 on the scoring list. I said, you bitch ass nigga. You couldn't have put up some shots. You couldn't have put up some shots for my segment, bitch. You know I was doing this this week in the ethos, PG. Do that for me. But he 151. He averaging 27 a game this year. If he averaged roughly 25 a game for the next three years, not that long. And only play 70 games a year. That's taking 12 games off more than an eighth of the season. That put him top 50 with 20,000 points. Passing John Stockton and Bernard motherfucking King. He played three more years at less than the level he's playing right now. So if he played full mediocre, that man top 50 scoring on top of being the defender he is. After snapping his leg in half. And I throw it to you, bro. The man about to be top 50 scoring, bro. And it ain't no weakness on offense. What he don't do? Because I say again, this nigga was in the dunk contest doing 360s through the legs before that leg injury. And he still be booming on niggas. He just take it a lot. Because he, he fucked the leg up landing. Yeah. And and going I, up I was still there. ain't a problem. Shit. <laughs> going up still ain't a problem. He just don't do it for real because he don't want to come down. That's how explosive this man is. And after snapping his leg in half, look at what he been giving y'all niggas to the game of basketball. The love letter, the love letter that Paul Clifton Anthony George is writing to the game of basketball deserve to be respected. Pop your shit, man. No, nah, that's he writing that episodic. He writing that episodic. Yeah. What ain't he giving to the game? Both fucking shoulders and his legs. Like when he done, he gonna be fucking done. And when he done, y'all gonna respect what the fuck he did. If I got anything to say about it, and I got a microphone and a platform, so we gonna talk about it. I said on the surprise show, I got to hit him out of left field. I know you never expect that. Give me some second line. You speechless. Nah. <laughs> nah yeah. Not for Paul George. 
said, that's not a place we've ever gone. <laughs> Can I do you a favor? <laughs> Give me some headlines. Give me some headlines. Now, D going to come all over left field, and I'm going to give you way more than three because the other one was unconventional. You feel me? Feel free to ask me to repeat anything that go too fast. Can I can I barrage you? They get it. BuzzFeed, 60 best TV shows to stream on Amazon Prime. Sizzle from Complex. Sizzle pauses show, talks Astro World Fest after fan passes out. Complex. Adele addresses public reaction to her weight loss. I was body positive then and I'm body positive now. Elon Musk um, <laughs> responds to Bernie Sanders call for the wealthy to pay their fair share. <laughs> and, Let's go there. Uh, you going there? Oh, uh, yeah. But I want to hear the rest of this because this has been a great group so far. All right, then last one a doozy. The baby calls police on Danny Lee, films her feeding their child amid Instagram fight. <laughs> I saw that. I'm definitely not going there. I shouldn't even let you say that one. Bro, Antonio Brown had his whole career derailed because a woman did the opposite. I just like the baby flipping the script. That's why they had to get red on give me some headlines, bro. I had I'm glad you said give me one more. So I had to give you that one. I got a furmo, but that's the only one I needed to read. <laughs> it's one behind that you missed out on. I give you that one. Cocaine worth 33 million euros found on Lori's shipment of onion rings. Wait, whoa. <laughs> 33 million euros. So that's that's really like 38.9, close to close to 40 million. That's that's a lot of that's a that's a lot of onion rings. I'm not choosing it, but read the first three sentences of that article. <laughs> Yesterday, it was reported the UK Border Force uncovered a 418 kilogram shipment of cocaine at the Channel Tunnel, estimated to have a street value of 33 million euros. The Class A substances were concealed via onion ring packaging. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. You know that must story though. That's the only one I read. So I I I wanted to talk about that. So I'm that's why I picked it. <laughs> I could that read another one that you could just talk he about the must one. Had, he had to have had somebody on staff who's good at Twitter. And they and they was like, say this. <laughs> but I'm gonna jump into it. And this story is from Complex, and the headline is Elon Musk's response to Bernie Sanders' call for wealthy to pay fair share draws passionate reactions. <laughs> A fairly mild tweet from Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders was all it took over the weekend to inspire Elon Musk to deliver a troll-esque response of his own. That response, expectedly, has since spurred another revival of the broader discussion around everyday people going out of their way to passionately defend billionaires. First, Sanders on Saturday shared a message about what he says should be expected of the extremely wealthy. Bernie Sanders tweet, we must demand that the extremely wealthy pay their fair share, period. 
Musk's recent coverage of whom has focused Tesla stock related developments responded the following day in a pair of tweets. I keep forgetting that you're still alive, Musk said first. God damn. Later bringing <laughs> stocks into the conversation. Want me to sell more stock, Bernie? Just say the word. God damn. I'm going to just read the back and forth. Fuck the paragraphs in between. Everyone who ever says they love you will have ulterior motives. Bernie, rich people should pay their fair share. Elon, you're old. Crypto guy, you aren't brilliant, sir. You dropped this crown. Okay, these are just people going back and forth commenting on it. I'm going to toss it to you, bro. I, I thought it was going to be the tweet where Elon was like, if you could show me a fair and equitable way to feed the world's hungry, I'll sell my uh, uh, 10% of my Tesla stock right now. Because it was something about a specific number where it said like, uh, 1.4 billion will end world hunger. Just one fifty eighth of Elon Musk's net worth. He was like, "Show me the plan, and I'll liquidate that shit right now." And nobody, he wouldn't respond to the tweet. <laughs> Elon don't be playing, bro. Stop talking about. He said, "Stop talking about my fucking money, man." I got, I got. I'm on the spectrum. I don't play that shit. Hey, I like this uh speaker mode for reading the thing. How you like that shit? That's good shit. Do your thing, though, man. Speak on that, man. You say you read this story, man. Give me, I gave you some headlines. Give me some context. I just saw, I saw the text, man, or like the uh, the tweet where he said, I forgot you were still alive. Like, that was, I've been a member of Twitter since 2009 type shit right there. He wrote that in. He wrote that in his burn book. That was Mean Girls level. Like somebody definitely advised Elon because Elon ain't got that kind of juice. Like somebody in the background, like some 17-year-old he got on staff was like, say this. And he was like, hell yeah. Elon was probably drinking a fucking $1,700 glass of wine, not even a bottle, glass of wine. He was probably in some cashmere slippers. He was probably high off the best molly. And everybody responded crazy. Had he responded too soon, that would have been icing on the cake because it implies that he not. You see that? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's a that's a mic drop. (laughs) What too soon? That's funny. Oh, Elon, you missed a great opportunity. That's how I know you stole that joke. That's, that's good how stuff. I know you stole it. Damn, that's great, man. Like, so you didn't really got no comments I, other than kudos and props to bro, Elon for hitting him with the sauce. For real, yeah. But them niggas do need to pay their taxes. And the fact that it's never going to happen. Like, we keep we need to tax the rich. Like, nigga, like, ain't that your job? Bernie, why are you telling us we need to tax the rich? Nobody out here that you're talking to in the Twitterverse. Like, what the, we, the people with the power to affect change in that matter are the people closest to becoming the rich, and they have no desire of changing the rules for themselves right. as they right. get I'm closer to playing. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. The mid to upper class don't want to even play in fear. Like, nigga, 
I started down there. I be damned if y'all get the cheat code after I did all the work. You, that how they be, bro. And the worst is when you see it from melanated people because success is assimilation to white culture and a lot of their perspectives and their mind frames. Just like we was having this conversation on Twitter where they was talking about, I hate when they make the criticism of people talking white, speaking intelligently. Y'all know goddamn well that's not what the fuck we mean. You want to tell you what the fuck we mean? This was almost a flight deck. We talking about the tonal change of voice. We talking about talking through your nose instead of your nutsack. Yeah. No, oh, well, how you doing, Barbara? As opposed to what that's it do be. White. Exactly. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Hey, how you doing, Barbara? You do it all the time, man. You look beautiful today. Blah, 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 blah. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta go all up here with it. We are not a monolith. I said, <laughs> hey, bro, that shit funny though, bro. People talking about some, I didn't know that uh races had a color or some shit. You probably think we don't smell different either. All that we the same shit cool as long as you be real about the differences. You feel what I'm saying? We different, but we all the same. You feel what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to convince people that uh 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 Barbara Hay <laughs> smoking on that old nine grind time. Grind time. Nigga said, yeah, man. This your nigga neck bone from the DEC. Talking from the DEC, fucking with purple haze, talking about guapanomics. This is the very special oh, 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 09 grind time. Hey, yo, I'm trying to make a jug. I'm elite, bro. That shit. That, that's, that's before I knew how to. That's before I knew how to use a compressor. Ain't shit on that level, bro. Not a word. We was stacking shit. We was stacking verses like we was R&B singers because I seen Puffy talk about stacking on making the band. I ain't know what the fuck I was doing like at all. <laughs> We had a, we did a verse and then did another verse the same way and just put them on top of each other. Make that one just like you did the last one. It ain't gonna be like that. Let me let me be honest with you. Straight up, one nigga verse be at negative two and his stack be at negative twenty. The other nigga verse be at three and his stack be at negative twenty seven. Shit was wild in the in the dorm room. Okay? <laughs> we was turning parties the fuck out though. Hey, you talking about dead ass? That uh, they've been rapping for a long time, straight up, and ain't gonna stop, cuz and ain't gonna stop, ain't gonna stop. You seen that bullshit? You seen that? Yeah, they gave me no gift. Them ain't new, them ain't new rules, nigga. Here, here's to us, cuz right, they just want 30 dollars, cuz. We gonna keep it moving, cuz. You know what next? Nope. Get what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, wrong. It's a color commentary. Okay. Yeah, man. A little bit of black folk pinions. Hey, you talking about? And uh, I'm gonna toss it to you without even setting it up and get your thoughts. And when you when you when you start talking, I'm gonna just bust in with my with my old pinions. As we approach what they like to call the holiday season, how they lump them together, you got people 
skipping Turkey Day and putting up Christmas trees. Better holiday. Thanksgiving or Christmas. Speak on it. Color commentary. Thanksgiving, easy. Easily Thanksgiving. One, I, I like the, the historical context is as, but the you you always get that idiom, the reason for the season during Christmas. The reason for the season for Thanksgiving, like when it's founded upon or like the ideology of that shit, far better than Christmas. Far better. Like we just really we recently had, like in my opinion, like bro, we recently had it. I would much rather. And I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I think white people maybe hate Christmas, to be honest. Like I love Thanksgiving because of the people who I get to spend Thanksgiving with. I do not like Christmas because of like the the uh the backdrop or the environment that is created for me like over the years. I do not like and my lady will tell you, bro, like I do not like the holidays for real. Like most of them shits. But if I can get to sit around on a Thursday, get two days away from whatever job I'm fucking doing, eating all the food that I want to, spending time like it, like the 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 Thanksgiving just say relax. Christmas be like you gotta go, gotta go, like gotta do all these things, gotta see these people. Thanksgiving be like man, it just I'm thankful. I'm thankful. One thing that I really pride myself on being is thankful. And to have an entire holiday around, like not appreciating shit, being grateful for some <laughs> shit, being grateful for the shit that you already got. Christmas is about getting more shit. Like that's what we've turned it into. Thanksgiving is about, man, I'm glad we got this shit. Let's sit here and break bread and be thankful for it and grateful and appreciative for this shit that we got right here, right now. So I say Thanksgiving by a mile, a country mile, bro. A country mile. Not like I I, I don't <coughs> dislike like my grandmother's birthday is close to Christmas. So I enjoy the things I get to do, like the traditions I've had over the years around that. But like the on a on the macro scale. On a micro scale, personally, I get to enjoy my family, but I would much rather enjoy my family during Thanksgiving than Christmas because Christmas is just, it's way more drama. Now, like because it. you hit it way more opinionated than I thought you were, I'm going to just pound some <laughs> stuff out your head. Can I hit you with some sauce? Yeah. Turkey Day. Whole lot of motherfucking NFL shit, baby. Three games. Christmas. Not- Full Slater NBA. Speak on it. I've you're gonna have to watch the Lions, but you're gonna get the Cowboys guaranteed. And very likely Green Bay. So for the past 12 years, you're getting you're getting the Cowboys, which is always entertaining, whether they're good or not. You're getting like the Lions was great when Barry Sanders was there. They ain't been great. Like we know we're getting no motherfuckers this year, but like, cool, whatever. That I'd much rather spend my day watching those three games. 
like that early morning game, afternoon game, late night game on like on Thanksgiving. I've had some great times. Like, bro, you don't understand. Hey, my cut, cut the bullshit, nice bro. Experience. Cut the bullshit, bro. The Christmas slate last year was Clippers, Lakers, fucking, fucking, uh, 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 Warriors, Brooklyn, nigga. The NBA be slamming hey, Christmas. And I didn't get none of them games. I didn't watch not one of them games. I thought you hate your I family. If you're not with your family, how you not watching NBA on what Christmas? What are you talking about? <laughs> I love my family. Don't put that on. Don't put that on wax. I yeah, I tried. To, I tried to slick you, but my whole point is, I'd say Christmas entertainment smashing Thanksgiving. TBS always do this motherfucking marathon of uh. Uh, what's that shit? Christmas called? A story. Christmas story, and um, I remember when I was about eleven or twelve, me and my big brother Leroy, we watched Christmas Story at least six or seven times. We opened our gifts and shit when the sun came up because we had to wait till the sun came up. That was the rule. We'd be sitting in the living room as soon as the sun peeked through the window. <laughs> But we opened that shit, man, and we kind of played with our toys a little bit. And we we seen the Christmas story had came on. We checked the little cable listing. We was like, "Fucking clear the schedule." We set up another TV and we was playing Nintendo sixty four and just watching Christmas story over and over and over and over. It was the first time in my life where inside joke made me laugh, no matter when I heard it. Like I'd be eating cereal and that nigga Lira would pop up out of nowhere. Where's my two dollars? And that should have come out my motherfucking nose. You feel what I'm saying? Christmas got some fast entertainment around it. The holiday, like I said, I want to go get my opinion. I chew turkey day, but I'm gonna give you some back and forth. But be fair. It ain't no good fucking Thanksgiving movies and NFL slate versus what the NBA be putting together on criminal. Nigga, please talk about it. But be foul. Speak on it. That just mean we that just mean we gotta start writing them hoes, man. Don't nobody get them love. Like Sandlot is fourth of July. Uh you got a bunch of different Christmas movies and Christmas. Uh you got next Friday. Um Friendsgiving Christmas coming movie. 2022 from Give Me Some Headlines, the short. Like you, we gotta we gotta create them hoes, man. We no, nah, we shooting Four it. Christmases. We shooting Friendsgiving. Um, that shit Christmas. coming out. That shit coming out Thanksgiving 2022. What's up? Even if it's a short, we gonna write some shit up and do it. I'm with that shit. Bet. We could workshop it right now, man. Uh, you you show up to Friendsgiving and the ex you didn't know was going to be that out. Boom. Drama. It could be like Crash, Divergent Storylines, follow three different characters through their drama of the night in Friendsgiving. Yeah, we're going to pop this shit off. Make that happen. Put that on our to-do list. Yeah, I'm with that shit. Yeah, that's, man. That's, that's that's the problem. Exactly. That's the problem. You 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 thinking of a shit that was made back in the fucking fifties? I think that movie was that movie. Oh, the shit! That movie was made back in like the seventies, for real. Don't sit here that like TV shows don't have Thanksgiving episodes. Take a two week break and then give you a Christmas episode. The Christmas episode be smacking the Thanksgiving episodes for TV shows. Yeah. What you say? What you got to say to that, Ning? Because the entertainment for Thanksgiving is better. They know they can't compete with that Thursday football. Whack. Whack. 
even in Christmas movies, they'll do Thanksgiving in the movie and breeze right past that shit, cuz. They're trying to get rid of uh, the the contribution of our Native American brothers and sisters, man. It's not going to work. Pete going to keep y'all alive, man. Give me even, some headlines. Even though they both lies, at least the lie Christmas is celebrating the birth of Christ. The lie Thanksgiving is hiding the massacre of Native Americans, cuz. What say ye? You got to keep their memory alive. That's why we need to talk about it more. Oh, I just fucked my camera all the way up. You see that? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. That was busy. Fuck you, dog. You got no rebuttal for that, brother. Entertainment killing it. What's I the told, other? From from a meal nah. perspective, I already know you choosing turkey over ham because a lot course. of people go ham for Christmas and you ain't on that swine. You probably turkey Hell two nah. times. <laughs> but we did the barbecue man, on man. Christmas face ass. They smoked. They smoked, man. They smoked me two half chickens. They smoked me a rack of reels for the pope for the people who do eat pork. And then they smoked me two turkey breasts, bro. Hidden, hidden. Them smoked. Yeah, the titty of the fire. turkey, like what they split it open, filleted it, like oh, when Ramsey like, be talking about and broke the chest bone up. The the yeah, was it was it like, flat like this when it came to you? It was it was sitting yeah. like this. It, it kind of looked like a uh, like cleavage. A nice, Set of titties, nah, it's it's fucking decolletage. Like it's a side. It look like the it's the it's half. Nice titties can't be huge. What are we doing here? No, we I'm here. Saying, give like me some headline support. Big old titties, tick old bitties. Little titties like, too. We about all that. Say something about more, titties before you move on. Titty talk. Uh, Monday. I started to say two tears. If, if titties, if titties look like this, I wouldn't want them. Um. <laughs> See, see, you see how old chest. boy got in trouble when he said he don't like dark butts. <laughs> you better be careful. It's turkey color titties like out there. Butts? Uh, who said they don't like dark butts? Was it? It wasn't Tory Lanez. Who said that shit? Somebody said they don't like dark butts. Trey Song said that shit one time, and uh, some dark girls tried to beat him up. And he wasn't saying he don't like dark-skinned women. He was saying he don't like when they butt cheeks much darker than the rest of their complexion. And I know what he meant. If you've seen a lot of booty cheeks, you know what he was talking about. He don't like dark butts. Yeah. Square being You're I, the person that made me like that dude, man. I never, bruh, never. I swear to God, like for like 13 years now, this is a ridiculous amount of time. Every time I have ever gotten a text message, I've heard this nigga voice. <laughs> I don't know nobody else who's customized their phone like that either to where they text tones and shit is different stuff like that. But uh, every time I get a text message, yeah. all day, every day. That's why I hate group texts. It sounds like Trey Song just screaming in the crib. <laughs> But I fuck with bro music, man. I don't think he get enough love, bro. He R. Kelly without the scandals and working for other artists, I guess. I don't think he do a lot of ghostwriting and producing for other people. Well, nah, he not R. Kelly. I ain't gonna give him that credit. But from a performance standpoint, he's put together a wonderful catalog, but he not as creatively a genius, I don't think, as Kells. 
Y'all say what y'all want to about that nigga. That nigga wrote, produced, and did the reference track for You Are Not Alone. Can't nobody change or take that away. <laughs> and I speak about that to the day I go. That shit there. His version is as emotional as Mike Jack version, if not more emotional, because he got the Chicago soul in it. Like, have you heard the Love Letter album, G? Speaking of Christmas, man, for the people who gave up R. Kelly because of all of the stuff, he got about five albums he did in the span of two years. Like Love Letter is a double album. And then he followed it up with, why didn't you write me back or something like, bruh, when I tell you this nigga, oh my God. Like, if you refuse to separate the art from the artist, you need to rethink your entire formative education. The nigga who structured your K through 12 system believed in pedophilia, the platonic education system that he stole from Kemet, but it is what it is. But yeah, man, uh, uh, this ain't supposed to be a conspiracy, brother. But uh, yeah, if you can't separate the art from the artist, you have a skewed view of history and haven't done research on anybody who you harold as someone you should raise up in history. This gotcha shit wouldn't make MLK invalid to be a leader. The shit J. Edgar Hoover was on would have been successful in today's culture. You feel what I'm saying? With what he was preaching and what he was up to, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. They'd have been like, gotcha. I really like that I said that and all you said was yeah and then I just didn't say nothing so your face was on screen the whole time after that shit was said man. but yeah but I just set you up to kick you in the sack and uh, I ain't even gonna act like I ain't mean to do you like that it was on purpose. I would apologize like I won't do it again but I probably would I really just be trying to figure out how to rhyme going into asking you to tell me something good. Man, I told you, you tried to lead off with it and I wouldn't give it to you. So I want to share it with you here, man. Um, I was telling you at the top of uh, the top of the hour that people were throwing me off my schedule like all week. And the reason why it became an issue for me is because I was preparing for something that was extremely important. And that's gonna mean a lot for me building the foundation moving forward and getting, not in designing the life that I want, this was the next this was this was the next move and so like from last week about wednesday to yesterday at about 9 30 about 6 30 i'm sorry 6 30 7 last night like 
nothing went as planned. <laughs> like I was supposed to be doing one thing, like one thing. I had one job and like I was doing it in between doing all these other things for all these other people, man. And like, like one day a friend called me, I hadn't talked to him in eight months. I think like eight to 10 months. And this is a really good friend. I hadn't talked to him and I sent him a, a voice message just because I was thinking about him. And he called me, bro. And we talked for five hours, five hours that I didn't think I had to talk to somebody. I talked to this man for five hours and he was telling me about, he was joining. He recently started a business, bro. And I didn't know that one of my best friends in this entire world had quit his job to start this business. And it is fucking flourishing. Damn. And he got, and he, he found a client that asked him, Hey man, are you a man of a, uh, are you a Greek man? And he was like, nah, I'm not, I, I never went to college. Nah, that ain't, that wasn't ever my thing. He's like, you probably should be, man. He's like, like the way you did, what you did, what you did for me, man, has been fantastic. Like you super professional. He's like, you, you did a great job, man. Like we sat down and you went over everything that you was going to do for me. And you went like over and above that, man. And he was like, I would love for you to be a Greek brother. Cause, because I got several buildings like this dude is a kappa and he is like a regional director or some shit so they got all these kappa buildings that he needs my that needs my friend services and my dog and he's like yeah and uh, so the guy was telling me he's like yeah i got this one building man like one building we pay twenty seven thousand dollars for what you do in the, in the calendar year and he's like that's one client he was like why well, i need to go to get to sign up for this shit yeah <laughs> So he hit me when he was on the ride, man, to go do this thing. And it was a 10 hour drive for him. And he was like, man, I got, I got some time. I need to talk to you. And so we talked about so many different things, man. And like it, it mirrors the plays that we making and the things like that we setting up for ourselves, man. So we can be in that position of where we can stop doing what we currently doing, but like us doing what we currently doing, is going to help us do what we want to do in the future, man. So, uh, like last Wednesday, all these things kept coming up and like we hit that event, like Friendsgiving and I had like such a big role to play in that with the lady, man. And I was complaining about all this shit because nobody would let me do what the fuck I needed to do for myself. Like I got this one job and nobody will let me do it for my fucking self. And I was doing it only sparingly like here and there. And I finally got to the point where I right, here's this day, me and the lady, we play out this entire day. We gonna wake up. We spent some time together in the morning, man. We went for a walk. We was like, we're we, we going to hit this church. We're going to get this word. We're going to go get us a coffee. We're going to sit down. We're going to come up like this little plan. We're going to spend some time, and I'm going to be studying, doing my thing, and like you're going to work because you're in this new role. And I get that call in the middle of fucking church. We need you to come work. Like, don't you know what I have to do tomorrow? Like, that's a big thing. 40% of the people who take that test the first time fail it. 40%. And I've spent my entire day planned on reviewing this stuff. And all these other people have taken my time, man. But I, I looked at it with a different perspective. Like once I like got to last night after work, I was like, he asked me to come to work because they had faith in me, bro. 
he told me, he was like, man, you, you got this shit. You're going to have plenty of time to study. I was like, how if I work a full day? If I come to you at, at, at noon and I work until 630 at night, that's a full day's work on a Sunday before I got to be up and add a test facility at 730 in the morning. And you get off 12 hours before the test, 12 hours before the test. I get off. I got to study, sleep, get up, review, and then go, go fucking shit, shave, shower, eat, right. Do all the other accoutrements of living life. And I was complaining about it, man. And like the lady was like, man, don't stress like through church. Like I sat sitting there like, man, I I was panicked. I was like, I got to go to work right now. Like, not the fact that I got to just leave church. Like, not the fact that I got to cancel my plans. Like, I got to go do something that's going to take me completely away from what I I need to be doing right now. And, like, the person who is, like, my leader and my manager is telling me I got to do this shit when he know what the fuck I got to do tomorrow. Like, I got a licensing exam, but that's, that's not easy. So, like, I just gained some perspective, man, and, like, all these people like throughout the week, like were reaching out to me and asking me for the thing that I pride myself on being able to give is giving people light, man. Like all through the week, I was like, man, I'm just going to give people this light. And like, I'm looking forward to doing this thing. But like when people like that, the event we had at the house, man, we invited, we had like 17 people at the house, bro. And like at no point was people like just on their phones doing shit. Like we was all in the moment sitting around one table. Like we rearranged the crib. It was like the lady did a great job setting up, man. And like we ate, drank, and was merry, man. It was people from all over. Like we had so many different representations of people there, man. And I I couldn't pull myself like away from that to go and do the thing that I thought I needed to do. But like whenever you're doing some shit that you and you think you should be doing something else, stop yourself and say, nah, somebody's I feel compelled to do this thing for somebody else and go against what I had originally planned, because that's where I'm supposed to be. Like wherever you at is where you're supposed to be. And like you was pouring into me all week, man. My lady was pouring into me all week. My manager was pouring into me all week. My teammates was pouring into me all week, man. Like you got this shit. You fucking got this shit, bro. Like, what you what you worried about? Like, we understand, like, the work you put in here is just indicative of the work we know you putting in on the outside of here. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. So you stretching yourself thin to be here for us means that even though you're stretching yourself thin to do the thing that you have to do, we know it's getting done. So I went, man, to the test facility today, bro. I passed that bitch. Got my license. I got an 80 on that hoe, bro. I got I'm I am now a licensed mortgage loan originator. Uh and afterwards I just said I ain't come straight back to work. I was like, I'm just gonna do some things that make me extremely happy. So I got out. That ain't what the N stand for. The N stand for national. <laughs> nah, yeah. Nationwide is what it stands for. It was never that same difference, nigga. Nah, you said now. No, no, no. You nah, said now. You gotta get that right on the test. You gotta get that right on the test. But uh whatever. I went and had lunch with the lady, man. The He's saying that like it mattered to me. Picked him up. Or do it. <laughs> or does it? 
Yeah, I went and had lunch with the fucking lady, man. And then when picked up the puppy, but before I did that, I went and stopped at the library. Like just the one of the public libraries around here. Congratulations, I bro. I sat in the parking lot and I cried. <laughs> like it was just this release. Like of all the folks, like you have no fucking idea what it means for people to pour into you and be like, man, nah, you got this shit. Like you being like, man, nah, bro, you got this yeah, shit. Yeah. My lady being like, man, nah, you got this shit. My teammates being like, bro, you got this shit. My manager being like, you got this shit. And motherfuckers invest in you and your success and you come through for their ass and you prove them right. And to know that that's the team that you got around you moving forward. Like, even my homeboy who is in Alabama, like, he's still a part of this shit because of that conversation. Like, my homeboy that's here who's in the, uh, I helped him celebrate for Veterans Day. He's a, a veteran of the, of the U.S. Army. Like, we was kicking it, man. Like, he was, everybody was pouring into me, man. So I took that, that energy because I'm not a historically great test taker. And I mean look at it like that. I just looked at it, man. You're going to here to answer some questions. Yeah, the undiagnosed ADD for a good portion of your life, though, didn't you? Yeah, I was diagnosed four months ago. Yeah. You don't give yourself enough credit for your successes, man. That's why the people around you so confident in you because we have a better perspective. Uh, it's appreciated, man. So I, I, which is why it contributes to my Thanksgiving is better because on the heels of Thanksgiving, I'm entering into the next play in life and have had a major success and have grown in my preparation for that. I said undiagnosed, like it mentioned, it will go fall off. That shit just funny hearing it back in my head. I'm just playing it back. In my... Did you have undiagnosed ADD? And it... he had what? Oh, I'm gonna pray for him, man. He ain't get to go to church, y'all. We praying for Peter. We oh Lord, tell me something good. That's it, man. That's the sum good, bro. We are the next play. The next play has been made. And now we I, I'm thankful for And they said balls in your the, court, nigga. The people I'm thankful <laughs> for the people that uh that are around me, man. And um I'ma go super fucking hard for them and and show them how much I appreciate them going in for me, man. So that is something good, bro. Hell yeah, man. And I'm going to do this before that this week. Season one, episode 31. Give me some headlines. I just knocked the mic into my mouth. Uh, no endo. We celebrate my dog, P. E! You feel what I'm saying? And sometimes it may be a little bit of goodwill, good energy, a little bit of confidence, man, a little bit of what you see in your partner, them, your family, you know what I'm saying? But we celebrate my dog for a win and a triumph in the process of planting a small seed. And remember, in this life, you may not always have what you want, but you will always have what you need. And if you're looking at somebody else's plate, 
it shouldn't be to see if you have as much as them. It should be to see if they have enough. Cause no matter how bad you think you got it, nigga, we all got it rough. Fuck you, time back. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, we here giving me some headlines. We'll end every show with this until we stop doing this with a with a call to action, with with us begging you to do something we feel like will make us better as humankind in general. And we pray and hope that in influencing you, we succeed. Always remember in every aspect of your life, it is better to give than it is to receive.